you're all very welcome along to this, our sixth edition of the Right to Change radio podcast. My guest this week is an activist from Cork City, a man called TJ Hogan, and we'll give him a very big Right to Change warm welcome and say thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, TJ. No bother, delighted to be assistant. So listen, I just wanted to touch on here first with you, if you may, right, an ombudsman report that has come out talking about... It, it makes it makes dreadful reading, really. It's talking about the effects on travellers' children, traveller children growing up in Ireland, and here we are in 2021. And it's safe to say, well, nothing has changed in an awful long time, has it? No, it hasn't. And look, the Ombudsman report is, is more than welcome. And to be honest with you, I think they came up very strong. Um, but a credit to the local projects in Cork City, the, the organisations that put a lot of work in providing the information uh, to get to the Ombudsman. But what came out very strongly was a comment from the Irish Examiner, which I totally stand by. This cannot be accepted. You know, um, for this is an issue that's going on, uh, not just within Cork City, but across the country, around travel accommodation, um, where children are childhoods are being taken away from them because of the, the lack of stays and funding that's been spent, the lack of interventions in relation to actually delivering on promises that were made. You know, travellers didn't ask to live in Haunton sites. Absolutely. You know, the idea, of, yeah. the idea of a Haunton site is actually something that came from the 1963 Kills Report, where it was said in that report that travellers needed to be settled, washed and educated. Uh, and this, state, the, this idea of a uh, site was actually created. The first one was in Dublin. It was actually created so travellers could be staying in the one spot so the state could set them, you know, take away that nomadism. And what followed afterwards was, was very, very clearly social policies that defined that. And the Ombudsman report, uh, I'm glad that it came out strong. Uh, it's a great report. Uh, but one thing that I would say that, that kind of gets my back up is that it needs to look at investigating this and looking at options. The options in particularly in relation to travel accommodation are on the table and have been on the table from work that has been done over the last 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. And and that long, 10 to 20 years. I mean, you know, let's dwell on that for a minute because, and even longer than that, not very much has changed, TJ, has it? No. Well, the state recognised there was an issue in the 1990s and developed a task, task force and got travel reps and organisations on the table at that time. And from that came the Travel Accommodation Act of 1998, where the state finally recognised that there was an issue in the way that the, all travellers were pushed into Houghton sites and how much of an effect that would have. But then turned it back when it, took, when it actually introduced the Trespass Act of 2002, which means travellers couldn't be nomadic. So like, it really forced travellers to stay within Houghton sites. And you find that now today with the high suicide rates of travellers of living in these Houghton sites where they have been forgotten about and have been described on a number of occasions across a number of different department uh, accommodation reports of being third world. These, these, we're living in a first world country and when you don't have to go very far to see how poorly and how badly run these local authority sites are. So listen, TJ, we'll, we'll continue talking about that because it is really... So some of that report makes for reading that it's just uh, it's, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. At the moment, have you got a, a, a piece of music maybe that you'd like to play? Yeah, um, the music I like to play is the Wolf Tones, uh, Only a Rivers on Free. For the simple reason is that even with policies and even with the restrictions of a COVID, um, at the moment it's Only a Rivers on Free because 
Uh, you, there's a verse in that where it says that what good is an eye that can't see. Um, you know, at the moment, Ireland can't see its own problems within its own doors. Absolutely. And here's the wolf tones singing this beautiful song. When apples still roll in November When blossoms still bloom from each tree When leaves are still green in December It's then that our land will be free I wonder her hills and her valleys And still through my sorrow I see A land that has never known freedom And only her rivers run free I drink to the death of her manhood Those men who'd rather have died Than to live in the cold chains of bondage To bring back their rights where denied Oh, where are you now? What barns where the flame used to be Are you gone like the snows of last winter And will only our rivers run free There's a sound very dear to me. I remember that from my own youth, TJ. Uh, it was it was actually on the very first Planksty album, as well as the Wolf Tones. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, no. I'll tell you what. Here's a little thing, and you can come back and thank me later. Check out the very first Planksty album. It's just called Planksty, and it's absolutely superb, absolutely great. So, and and that is that's a song that well will resonate with an awful lot of people. Uh, sheer beauty, beauty of a song. And uh, I'm delighted you chose that one. So I, I'm just going to, to broaden it out here a little bit because I, uh, I was talking to somebody last week and we were talking broadly about racism and how this is tied in with what you've been talking about, TJ, because um, somewhere in the report I came across this phrase that distrust or worse of travellers is the only acceptable form of racism in Ireland. But I mean, that's the wrong word to use, really, isn't it? Because it's, it's totally unacceptable. But you, you will find this, and this is nothing new, really. Yeah, look, the, listen, racism towards travellers, even people that don't realise they're racist, um, it just doesn't affect people of colour or people of different sexual orientation or gender. And travellers are actually one of the most discriminated uh, minorities in Ireland. And we've it's been proven that uh, travellers have been here a long, long time. You know, we have DNA that shows 
that comes back to the the Celtic ages in in Ireland, and yes, yeah. um, you know it's it's it, it's a real shame because uh, it, it's not gotten it's not more people because people say oh I'm not racist, but a lot of people lack education, and a lot of people put up barriers unknown to themselves because of fear of certain uh, or because of what the media portrays a certain community as, and that's very evident in the traveling community. You know, like. I go, if I go away and I meet people and they say, oh, Jesus, you can't be a traveller. Oh, Jesus, you don't come from that community at all. And I'd be like, why not? Because I'm well-spoken or it's because I'm clean or it's because I have a job. Which element of that doesn't make me part of the community, you know? So um, it, it, I think a huge piece of it needs to come down to education. And, um, you know, and not to not be so easily judged. Like, I'm a good, I'm a good believer in always judge people on the way that you'd like to be treated yourself. And always give someone a chance and take them at face value. If 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 someone does, if you don't agree with someone for whatever reason, that's up to your opinion. But don't target a whole community because of actions of a, a very small minority. You know. So, like we could call it fear, we could call it lack of education. Would you go as far as to call it racism? Well, look, I've only become like I, I grew up and I had I had experiences that my mother and. My my brothers and sisters have experienced that. My grandparents even more so have experienced that. But I'm only starting to take notice of it even more now since I've been coming to dad, you know. Um, and looking at that, it's hope that they don't go through because you do put up a shield when you experience something like that. And it's never talked about within the community because uh, you have this perception that men don't talk and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but the thing is, is that we need to start sharing them experiences because we need to start learning from that and not to put up this barrier or shield that uh, we're coming off as the macho man or the person that's coming across very aggressive, you know, because that's what's being portrayed on the media. And we don't have to play up the stereotypes either, you know. Uh, like, it, the, the most the most thing that gets me is that, oh, TG, you don't dress like a traveller. And I get this from colleagues. Um, I, I'm sure they want me to show up to work with a muscle top and a pair of white socks, you know. That, <laughs> oh, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff you get, and it it's kind of saying like you like you can't I can't choose what community I'm born into, you know. And I don't want to. I don't. I would never change my identity or my ethnicity for anybody else. But the thing is, is that we have Ireland is a very good country and has always been renowned for its humanity and the way it treats others and stepping up in other countries where it's needed to, on a humane level and giving support where it's needed. But when people say we need to look after our own, and I, I know that could be used derogatory as well, and it has been used derogatory by the right wing, but we need to start looking, whoever's living in this country, we need we need to have a conversation with an Ireland where that, regardless of who you are, what well, you are, exactly. we but... need to start looking at that diversity and different cultures, different backgrounds and different opinions is actually will make our country and has made our country a lot stronger than where it was. We need to start moving away from this idea that white heterosexual men are more dominant than anybody else. That's not the case no more. And even though I am a white man myself, that doesn't make a difference. I should under, I should un- recognise that my, my p- position of privilege as well because um, even people of colour get a huge hard time, get a hard time in this country. But we need to we need to go back and say, regardless of your differences, differences in this country make it only stronger. Look at our economy from the likes of why to think Apple and uh, Facebook and all these places want to come here. I know part of it's a tax break, but it's also because we have a huge diverse population and Ireland has been very welcomed 
welcoming of people from Eastern Europe and from uh, Asia and India and Africa and different different nationalities, and it makes our our workforce even stronger. So, of course, it uh, does. travelers travelers have a huge play in that. But unfortunately, due to lack of education, that that has travelers haven't been able to break through that as of yet. And it's not down to lack of policy or lack of money. It's just down purely down to lack of will and a lack of acknowledgement because the ethnicity came in 2017, but it came with a threat because Europe had a, had was on the Irish case and saying, why are you treating this community so bad? And it came with a slap on the wrist and we got a, a big day with all promises were made by big politicians and TDs, but nothing came worse. And actually what actually happened was that day on the 1st of March 2017, the community were identified publicly and actually are now facing more scrutiny uh, on a daily basis through social media, Facebook and Twitter. Like mm-hmm. bullying before, um, even in my time, I'm only 26, I remember before you face your bully in the playground, now it's following your home, it's on Twitter, it's every day. Oh, and, sure. well, and, and you know, that really is for young people, for young people who are only little more than children. And that is yeah. right across the community as well. The bullying doesn't stop at the school gates. But, you know, listening to you talking there about education and you talk about with the opportunities for education. But sometimes to go back to those people that you were talking about a minute ago that uh, are sort of saying the look after our own brigade. They need education from the point of view of, you know, pushing education taking another meaning of the word rather than here I am, I've got a load of exams now and I'm going to, you know, try and get a job in the civil service or whatever. The education to stop people at that thing that I'm always saying, you know, these look after our own first. You know, I'm a great believer in that. Look after our own first. But my definition of our own is everybody on the planet. doesn't matter where they came from because no, you know, there was no country uh, on the planet that sent out as many people in the past when we had literally nothing, when we had famine, we had everything else. And there were places and we weren't always made perhaps that welcome. I'm thinking of maybe our closest neighbour just across the water there. But, you know, we went to places, we went to America, people did well, people lived. You have a right to go somewhere to live your life without somebody putting you into a box and saying you're a paddy you're a traveler you're this you're a black man whatever do you know yeah and it's that it i have no problem with the statement look after all but as you said it's the part of our own what does that mean and what that means for me is anyone that's in this island at any given time and whatever background they come from needs to be respected difference and identity politics has come to the fore over the last couple of years strongly and we need to identify that Ireland is not the old Ireland of 50, 60 years ago. Ireland has, is one of the most fast and growing economies in this world. And we have the most diverse population in the world. And we have to, we have to look and cherish that and, and, and embrace it. Because if we don't embrace it and if we don't start looking at um, ways to, to have these conversations, then unfortunately the bigotry and the racism will always be there. Absolutely. And have you uh, now, TJ, got a, another piece of music to take us onwards with? Yeah, and the second piece of music is um, by Tracy Chapman um, talking about a revolution because I think that's what this country needs at this time. Poor people going to rise up and take what's theirs. Well, exactly. you know what? I, I, I love listening to this, this album. I love listening to this singer. 
and uh, really I hope she's right I hope uh, the day comes soon that she's right here's Tracy Chapman from her first album and we have talking about revolution Don't you know we're talking about a revolution sounds Don't you know we're talking about a revolution it sounds while they're standing in the welfare lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around waiting for a promotion Don't you know talking about a revolution Sounds Poor people gonna rise up and get their share gonna rise up and take what's there Don't you know you better run, 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 run Oh, I said you better run, 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 run Cause finally the tables are starting to turn Talking about the revolution You know, every time I hear that, I'd feel like taking that album out and playing the whole lot of it because it's all absolutely great. It really is every every song, every note of it. I love it. Um, thank it's gifted. It was on Facebook recently with a live video and it's just herself with the guitar. No yeah. backing, no not. No backing. I think that there no, was actually... Never, I'm, I'm an awful lot older than you, TJ, so that I'd have memories like this. But I, I think she kind of first came to prominence at... Uh, there was... Um, there was a big concert for Nelson Mandela or something. He was still in prison at the time. And like that, she just walked out onto a stage, her and a guitar. And that was like all that was needed. That's all that was really needed with Tracy Chapman. You, you don't need a band. In fact, a band would nearly ruin it because the soul is there as just as it is, you know. It's beautiful stuff. There's lots of ways to say that. There's more than one way to get. Uh, there's more than one way to get your point across, and she does that very well with that song. Yeah, it's it's it is in a kind of a gentle way, rather than shouting. Here it is. I'm pointing to it. Listen, we're going to we're going to just um, push on as we head towards the end of our little conversation, and I want to talk a little bit more 
about education and the the opportunities for education. We've already spoken about, well, like, what really does education mean, apart from getting a load of exams and everything, which is important too, but um, the opportunities for it. I mean, some of the some of what was in, in that report makes terrible reading about people, you know, ar- arriving at school dirty because they can't help it because they have to pass through places that that are, are absolutely horrible. And when they get there, what are the opportunities now here in 2021 for people doing, say, junior cert, leave and cert and going on further than that? Well, look, generally Ireland is, has been doing well only up to COVID, but again, it comes back to that report of the Obelsman and children these days, like children from certain communities don't get the opportunity that's granted. And even though there's, again, there's money being thrown at top level that doesn't reach the community. Um, there's, they have great fancy reports and they're front of the camera and all smiling, they're doing great. But it doesn't reach the parts of the community where it's really needed, you know. We have children in this country that are going hungry. We have children in this country that unfortunately don't have hot water because they need to wash themselves or have clean clothes. And we are doing things wrong as a country when things like that happen. How can you talk about education and progression and going on to employment when the basic needs of a human has not been met, um, regardless of whether they're travellers or not? And, and that needs to be the point. You know, the younger, there was younger uh, speaking on that, um, that they don't have hot water. They don't know yeah. when the electricity is going to go. I know. You know I, what that, I, mean? uh, I, I mean? That did surprise me a little bit, I have to be honest, not as much as it might with some people. That, you know, here we are, and, and I'm old enough to remember a time in my granny's house down in Avon, and uh, there was a big tin bath that used to hang uh, under the stairs in the scullery. And on Saturday night, um, that's how you had your bath. They filled the boiled kettles on the range in the in the kitchen and they threw it in there and then you jumped in. And well, I was lucky when I was in my granny's house that I was the only one. But there wasn't yeah. there wasn't five or six kids queued up after me to use the same water or to use the water that you couldn't keep it hot, that you had to have it cold, that there was no hot water to wash your clothes, things that people really take for we're granted. talking about kids taking we're talking about kids taking old baths you think of the angel ashes that's like you go back to the 1930s 1920s Ireland you know like you do. It, it really yeah. seriously needs to be addressed and like we're talking about education how can someone progress in a society that's so dominated by the internet where that they can't even they don't even have a proper uh, stream of electricity never mind have broadband you know, uh, broadband is, is nearly a human need at this stage, you know, to be able to work and contribute to society. Uh, I'm working from home and I'm lucky enough to be uh, have a roof over my head and being in, be in, in rented accommodation. Regardless, I know there's issues with the rent and how high it all is, but all that, that's a different conversation for a different day. But I'm lucky I have I have Wi-Fi, I have heating, you know. Them kids have don't have that. They don't have that luxury. And then they're talking about the COVID where kids had to learn from school. Travellers fell behind in that last two years in that period because there's infrastructure on sites don't cater for having broadband. You know, it's something sure, simple yeah. as that that we yeah. take for granted. You know, we just yeah. turn on our phone and look down around Facebook automatically. Mm-hmm. Well, kids, if, if you're if you're ESB, if your electrical if the electricity is going off every now and again, should it's 
Well, that's all controlled by the that's controlled by the caretaker. They have on Martin's side they have these what's called token cards, and the token cards go in. And if the caretaker is the only person that can put them in, and depends on the area. Some 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 travellers have access to that box. Some travellers don't. But most people don't, and that's up to the caretaker. So if it's on a Friday afternoon and it was off, you could be out without electricity for that evening until the caretaker gets there the following morning, you know? And that's just the reality of it, you know? And no, in most sites, that's not the case. But in this report, it, it clearly outlined that that was the issue here, you know? I, and you know, I nearly find that hard to believe it's so horrible. Do you know that? Yeah. But obviously it's the truth. But, I mean, that really, in this, in 2021 Ireland, that is it's just shocking. Yeah, in 2021, Ireland, and when 10 years ago, and you look in 2011, when the country was picking its feet up and picking its tongue back off the floor after spending all its money from the Celtic Tiger, and they looked to say, where are we going to be in 10 years' time? No one thought that there'd be a community living in the 1930s. Exactly, you know? and, that's, and that's exactly where they are living. And I mean, yeah. the, all the financial hardships we're talking about, well, access to education, our financial hardships and everything else. But I mean, that's just getting from day to day that's just washing yourself that's just have i internet no have i heat have i electricity it's not really uh, that's far more basic daily needs but even even it, exactly it's a basic need and i don't know if you're familiar with maslow uh, hierarchy and maslow talks very uh, that in order to have a fulfilled life that you need certain elements in it and at the very basic, you need food, warmth, and a shelter. And that's at basic level. And that's not being provided in this country. And it's not down to money, because money has been de- uh, delivered and been uh, there for the taking in relation to travel accommodation. It's the fact that it hasn't been drawn down. Because yeah. people play, use travel accommodation when there's election brewing or when there's a full-swing election to use it to get anti-travel votes. And it's as simple as it. Uh, well, sorry, it, it, that's exactly what I was going to say. In other words, what you're saying there is that it's not that there's no money. It's that there is no political will because there are no votes in this. In fact, yeah. you could lose votes by getting behind this. 100%. There has been 65 million unspent, north of 65 million is an estimate at the moment, in 2021 of an underspend that has not been spent by the county councils across this country since 1998, since they developed what was known as a traveller accommodation programme, which was then, the traveller accommodation programme is overseen, which is what's called, um, I call it the LATS. It's the Local Traveller Accommodation Consultant Committee. And that's where uh, traveller reps and local councillors come on the table and discuss the issues with money available to them to deliver on the issue of travel accommodation. But the problem is these are these these lats or these uh, local travel accommodation consultant committees are talking shops. They're not they're there purposely, in my view, and this is no view of uh, associated with anything, this is just my personal view because I've sat at these tables. They're talking shops. There's nothing being done. It's the same programme delivered year in, year out. And if if travel accommodation was taken seriously back in 1998, you would not have the issues you're seeing now with hot sites of this magnitude, with this type of uh, lack of uh, consultation with the community, with this under-overlooked looking with children growing up, with second and third generations growing up in this type of 
with lack of facilities, with lack of opportunities. And people wonder why the mental health uh, mental health is so high, why the criminality rate and uh, people in prisons is so high. I tell you straight out, it's be, it's because imagine growing up and being told that you're worth nothing, that your conditions are your own fault, and that people dumping in your area is also your fault, and you're also paying rent to be in that bay. You're paying money to keep your fire and your electricity going, and it could go out at any time. And in order to wash your children and wash your clothes, you could wait up to six hours to have that wash machine, to have that tub, any way appropriate, hot wise, in relation to have a good enough temperature to make sure your children are clean or else your clothes are clean. That's the type of situation we're talking about. And it comes down to lack of political will. And politics, politics, people say, TJ, or why you get involved in politics. I'm not involved in politics. I'm there to make sure that my kids don't go through the same hardships that them kids in the report have to go through. And it's not a fair, very fair stretch to make to say that that could not happen in my situation in the morning, that I could not end up in that particular site and go back to what them, uh, them kids are being experiencing. Everybody, every parent goes out in life to strive for better. I remember my mother said to me when growing up, saying, TJ, you had a great Christmas as growing up, and I made sure that she saved all year round and Santy spoiled us every year. She did that because she said that she didn't have, her parents didn't have much growing up and that we give the best for us. And we want to do that for our kids. And that's, that's you know, that, that's what everybody, that, that's that's human nature, isn't it? Exactly. And, and, but it's but, been deprived from a very large section of our community, not just travellers, but lots of other people too. Because of, because of this, what we're talking about, it's a complete lack of political will. And I'll tell you what, TJ, I don't want to let you go before asking you this, because I know you ran for election on other occasions. Will you run again? I will. I will. You will. And I'm hoping to run. I'm hoping to run with this party, uh, both decked up to the party to decide. And I, I, the reason, I, the reason I run, and the reason um, politics doesn't politics. People say and slag me all the time. Well, TJ, the politician, whatever. I'm not a politician. I'm just someone from the community that really wants to be someone that can represent them. There's no representation within politics that has a true representation from people from working class backgrounds. You know, people within politics, or whether it's local, general, or within the Senate, um, are there because they have the financial means to be there. They have the family support to be there. They didn't have to face barriers just to get a gallon of milk in a shop or to get access to a hotel. That, that's not a true reflection of Irish society. A true reflection of Irish society should say that when they when a person goes on the telly, I, I can actually relate to that person. We don't have that in Irish politics. And we need to understand that that needs to come from education within our own community. And we need to look about what what's in our communities and what we want as a community, regardless of what background you come from. We need to look about what do we want in order to live peacefully. I live, I live in Farnley. What do we want for Farnley? What do we want for the Northside? Northside has always got a bad name for a threat over the years. But you have you find the heart and soul of people within the North Side, the best type of people. Like I remember growing up, you go to the neighbours for a can of, a tin of sugar or a tea bag. That's gone in other parts of the city. And we need to bring that back. That's the heart and soul of the community. And a community rear rares children. Your mother and father obviously has a huge part in that. But uh, the community yeah. you come from also has a huge part in that, you know? It does. And it it, it sort of it creates the adult it's the end product of how those children are treated by their families, 
which what you're describing there is absolutely wonderful. But you must remember then when they go out into the world, they they need to be treated with that same love. I don't mind using that word, love and respect. Love and respect. But also, I think there needs to be time for a bit of education and a political awareness. And politics is something, is, is, has been an avenue for me where I can express myself. Uh, because I know there's going to be, like, your biggest hater is someone you know. Your biggest admirer is someone that you've never met. And if you can always go on and work towards aspiring another person to just push through that barrier and never take no, then life is always worth living. And we have to take that with us because us as humans, I know COVID has been hard on people, um, but us as humans are very social people. And we need to understand that what we do in this world affects others. And we need, to, we need to be conscious. We need to be aware. I understand people say, oh, this world has gone very PC. It's not. We just need to be conscious of other people, treat people who are respect, and go around our days, you know, and um, you don't know what the other person is going through because everybody has a different perspective on how the world goes through, how, how you go through. Everyone has a different attitude, a different view. So never take your position for granted and always be generous because what you put out to the world, you'll always get back. Well, do you know what? Those words there, I, I think, are very, very fitting for us to finish up with. Say that again. Always be careful of what you put out to the world because that's what you'll get back. Yep. And life is always worth living. You said that a minute ago and that I remembered that too. And listen, I'm going to ask you, TJ, uh, for a third piece of music. Uh, the third piece of music is The River by Gabriels. Well, listen, uh, I'll tell you just before I play that, I'll say thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk to us. It's been inspirational. I've really enjoyed myself um, and I hope you have. So here's Garth Brooks to play us out with The River. You know a dream is like a river Every change as it flows And the dreamer's just a vessel That must follow where it goes Trying to learn from what's behind you And never knowing what's in store Makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry Like a bird upon the wind These waters are my sky I'll never reach my destination If I never try So I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry Too many times we stand aside And let the water slip away To what we put off till tomorrow Has now become today So don't you sit upon the shoreline And say you're satisfied Choose to chance the rapids and dare to dance that time. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry, like a bird upon the wind. These waters are my sky, I'll never reach my destination. 